0: I think upon your goodness, and your faithfulness each day. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor John Joseph. John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of this world. He's the father of Real Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Lift our hands to Jesus this morning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's worthy, he is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift our holy hands. So we lift our holy hands. In one hour call Sing Sing, sing in Blessed be thy name Hallelujah Blessed be thy name oh, Blessed be thy name Of the Lord Heavenly Father we thank you There is none Do. our Lord we celebrate your faithfulness
1: we celebrate
0: your love thank you for who you are thank you for who you are. our heart is open to you Lord come and teach us come for us have your way in our lives Holy Spirit will welcome you. Teach us once again. In Jesus name. Can you check one or two people and say you are welcome into his presence. You are welcome into his presence. Alright, you may please be seated. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you all to the presence of the Lord Amen. this morning. Alright, some of you are wondering, why do I put this on? It's because some of these are some of the things we'll be sharing at our convention. So these are the muffler for our convention, GWIC. So I'm just wearing it so that we have two weeks to go. And we will be having a, one of the best seasons in our church um, today. We have some of the shirts that have been put in place. Um, we know that by coming week, it will be available for as many that desire it also. Amen. All right, so this is the second week of Operation Andrew. Some of you were not in church last week. Uh, What is Operation Andrew? Operation Andrew can be found in John chapter 1 from verse 35. John chapter 1 from verse 35. And um, verse 40 of John chapter 1, which was the encounter of Andrew, the brother of Peter with Jesus and it says that one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon Peter's brother he he, found, he first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him we have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ and he brought him to Jesus and when Jesus beheld him he said Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So, Andrew went for his brother, Peter, who became a pillar in the church. Now, operation, Andrew is a special operation when we are challenging ourselves to be deliberate in winning and establishing two souls in the kingdom of God in this season. And... uh, It takes a whole lot of work, number one, to win. Number two, to follow up and ensure that that person that you have brought to Christ, is established in the kingdom of God. Now, some of you may not know how to do this because you are not used to it. But that is why you have a fellowship. Our care group system in church is designed to nurture you, train you, care for you and help you to fulfill God's purpose and mandate for your life. You will never know the importance of a care group until you belong to a church and um, when you are in need, even of visitation, maybe you are, you are not feeling too well and nobody cared for you. Maybe nobody saw you in church for two weeks, three weeks and you never heard a phone call from anybody in church Say, hello, how are you? How is everything? How are you doing? I didn't see you in church. You see, those little things, as it may sound, goes a long way. To live alone is not the way God designed us to live. The Bible says, God said, it is not good that a man should be alone. Even in the church, it is not good that you are doing life alone. God designed us to be put into families You deserve to have a family. Nobody exists without a family. By the time this service closes today, we all go to our various homes. That is the family unit. In the church, you deserve to have a family unit. People that will care for you when they don't see you. People that will nurture you. A lot of times people are angry with the pastor. Pastor, you didn't see me. You didn't ask for me. I was sick. Nobody in the church came to visit me. The truth is, the pastor cannot know everybody. The pastor cannot know what is happening in everybody's life. But the, the unit leader, from the care group shepherd to the chapel shepherd to all those systems we have put in place, knows what is happening. Amen. There was somebody in church the other week. I accosted the person after service, I think last Sunday. The person normally called for first service. I said, Hey, how did you get into church? And the person told me, the person that is uh, his friend in church, I said, do you belong to a care group? He said, yes, I belong to one. And I said, tell me about your life. And by the time the brother explained to me some of the challenges he has been going through, he's been coming to church for maybe close to a year or six months. I, as a pastor, did not know about that challenge but I said but as this challenge been sorted out then he said yes my, the person in my fellowship the, 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 my fellowship shepherd we call them shepherd in church they've been handling it for me and I was so happy now can you imagine such a product as such big challenge and it's been coming to church for 6 months nobody knows the pastor does not know and it's just been there going through life alone it will feel that that church they don't care for anybody and they will talk about money 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 they will do this and that but nothing is happening but i, I was glad when he said it being sorted out already this is why the care group is important don't wait for the need to arise before you discover or know the importance of a care group start now start now and you can make your home available when you have this not called invasion of privacy when you make your home available for the things of God, is actually called the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says the the blessing of the Lord is making rich and abundant. So when the people, two or three, gather together in your house, just as this place becomes a dedicated place because we gather here to worship God, your place also becomes a place of blessing. Their feet, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring good time so there are beautiful feet coming to your house not to mourn with you but celebrate Jesus in that office, in that house, in that home. You see, where they gather, the dust is anywhere they receive you. So let the dust of your feet witness peace in that place. That peace is shallow. So as the dust of God's people, the dust of their feet assemble. It, it leaves a residue of blessing in that home. We are not invading your privacy, right? It is actually bringing blessing to your privacy. Amen. so it is important we understood this principle that the care group in the church is god 's wisdom for us. we didn 't start it. this is what, this was Jesus' idea, and we are still embracing what Jesus does. hallelujah so and those of you who are men if you don't have a fellowship that you are dedicated to if you have. A fellowship you are dedicated to stay there, is the same thing. But you see, there is nothing I ask people to do in church that I also don't do because I am not empty, I am a servant of God. I when, when this operation and I've gone out this morning to knock on people's door to wake people up uh to tell them, Come to church, come to church, and I will rush back to church. So I we I don't send people out, I also get involved in the thing. That is why I also lead a fellowship because it is not about telling people to do it with, I don't do what I don't, I don't say what I don't do. Praise God. That is why I am also leading a fellowship in church by 5 p.m. Not because the fellowship I'm leading is better than the rest, but because it is to also lead by example. Uh, you know, some people are not used to a pastor coming to do evangelism. I, when you see me during the week, I roll up my sleep and go and visit my members. I call those people in my group. I care for them. I know what they are going through. Hallelujah. And it's the same principle that is applicable in all our various fellowship centers. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Now, living for his glory, part three, kingdom principles of prosperity is what I'm sharing. So, part two B of kingdom principle of Prosperity. Amen. Third John, chapter, third John chapter 2. Third John chapter 2 it says, Beloved, I will be above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Praise the Lord. Now, the issue of financial prosperity has, highly, has even become a controversial topic in the kingdom of God because of a truth so many men of god or churches have abused that subject in fact it has gotten so bad that you cannot even dis, dis, uh, you know separate the house of god from the business center sometime from january to december you have churches or pastors that all they ever talk about is money 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 if- Yet, topic are 101 Way to Become Rich, How to Start a Business, How to Do That. Sometimes you wonder Is this Lagos Business School or the House of God? Now, anything can be abused, but that is being abused does not mean that it's not real. Do you understand what I'm saying? That something is being abused does not mean that it's not true or it has lost its significance. We must teach about it because. God's design for you and I Is not to be poor So as I teach on this subject I'm going to show you from the word of God How God designed His prosperity Especially financial prosperity To run in his own kingdom I'm not going to add any idea to it That is outside of the word of God Because God's will Is for you to prosper When you see a poor man He doesn't glorify God Poverty does not glorify God in any way. Hallelujah. Now, let's define, let's define what prosperity is. There are two definitions of prosperity. The way the world defines prosperity and the way prosperity is defined in the kingdom of God. In the world, prosperity is defined as financial ability and power. So, when People say somebody is prosperous in the world. They mean that that man has financial ability. That woman has financial power. So you say, "Oh boy, that man get money, eh? That man get money, eh?" So in other words, when you don't have money, according to the world, you are not prosperous. Do you understand now? Because the definition of financial, uh, the definition of prosperity in the world is. Financial power and ability, however, in the kingdom of God, that is not how prosperity is defined. In the kingdom of God, prosperity is defined as you, the ability to use God's power to meet all of man's need, the ability to use God's power to meet all the needs of mankind. That is prosperity in the kingdom. In other words, prosperity in the kingdom of God is defined as the power of God supplying all your needs. In the world, it is defined as financial ability and power. But in the kingdom of God is defined the central, the, how will I put it? The verb, the key word is that the power of God. Is supplying, is meeting all your needs. So what is the difference between these two definitions? The difference between these two definitions is this. In the world, money is king. Money is what defines prosperity. In the kingdom of God, the power of God is king. In the world, the currency is money. In the kingdom of God, the currency is the power of God. Do you understand? When you understand that definition, you realize that money is limited. So that is why you see a rich man driving a big car, but he's not happy. Because money cannot buy him happiness. You see a big man with a big house, but his children are addicted to drugs. He himself is suffering in silence. You see he's not living a happy life because he has the money but money is limited in its purchasing power there are things that money cannot deliver however on the other hand you see a believer who also have money but is happy who also has money but is satisfied now this one is sick the power that provided money for him also brings healing to him but this other man is sick he spends money but they say that the sickness is incurable and he dies of that sickness because there are things that money cannot solve do you understand the difference between the two because you see money has limitation the power of God has no limitation there are some things money cannot buy but the power of God can deliver everything to you that is why in the kingdom of God it is the power of God meeting all your needs that is prosperity So in other words you can get a car In the kingdom of God Without spending your money But the other man needs to go to the market With his money In the kingdom of God You can build a house Without actually using your money Favor can give it to you But in this world In this other kingdom He needs to walk off To be able to buy the house In this place it's all about It's all about Favor do you understand? In this place it's all about how much you can labor. In this place it's all about how much you can enjoy the favor of God. Now let me say this. You know, during the week, I began on our 6am prayer, when we were running up, I began to lead of faith. And I explained why you should pray for favor every morning before you go out. Take for instance, a man who goes out every morning, what he does is to carry load in the markets for people carry load maybe on wheelbarrow on his head whichever way he load for people this man goes up wakes up everyone and says father bless the work of my hand today okay God answers his prayer and God bless the work of his hand that day now what does that mean that means by the time this man goes to the marketplace to carry load if he was carrying 10 load before that day he will carry about 100 load right God has blessed the work of his hand. Is that not the case? Oh, and as he's dropping one, somebody will say, I love come, we will go and carry one. And at the end of the day, by the time this guy is sleeping in the night, you know that he will need more parasites. And he will eat, not only when he's eating, he will eat rice, beans, garlic, everything together. Because you see, and even his body will wear out on time. God is blessing the work of his hand, but he's going to start telling on his body. However, see another man who says father as I go today favor the work of my hand what will happen to this one this one maybe he does the same business he carries one load where they should have paid him 200 the person decided to pay 1000 now 1000 equals what he will have labored for for about 5 hours maybe where he should have been paid 2000 the man look and say oh boy I just like you count that naira and give him both of them have been blessed but you see the difference between the two one is being blessed by... is enjoying the favor of God. And one that one is enjoying the labor. That is the difference between prosperity. You can make money without having... Being a Christian. You can, you can get wealthy... Without being a child of God. But there is a difference. You see, for a child of God, There are three dimensions you have to prosper. You have your spirit, you have your soul, You have your body. The prosperity in the kingdom of God... Begins with your spirits. With your spirit. When your spirit receives Christ. Then it goes to your soul. Your soul. In, on the other word. Is the part of your mentality. That has now been transformed. You don't see money the way the world sees them. They call it a do or die affair. You call it a do and leave affair. They lie. They cheat. They do all sorts of things to get money. You say to yourself. The Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So both of you. Money, but your attitude to money will be very different Amen yes. Now let's go s- s- to something very quick Because I really need to take this part There are two principles that governs money One is the principle of the kingdom of God Explain to you The other is the principle of the kingdom of God So the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God Now in the kingdom of the world there are two laws that are, that are operational in this spirit world. One, we have the law of sin and death. The other one, we have the law of spirits of life in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. I want to explain this. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirits of life in Christ Jesus That's law number one. Life in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? It means when you are a child of God, there is another law you are operating on. It's called the law of life. The way you should live. As set us from the law of sin and death. Financial prosperity is governed by these two laws. Every advancement in life a product of what law man has discovered and know how to operate on. In the first service I shared this with you. In this world we have the law of gravity. How many of you know that? That's true. So whenever you throw something up it comes down. But do you know that the rate at which it comes down it is determined by the mass, the weight of that object. So if you hold armor and a feather you release the two of them at the same time. Which one will get to the ground first? Do you agree with me? It's armor. Why do you think the armor will get down first? Because it's heavier. You agree with that, right? If you hold a stone and a feather in this earth, in this earth, which one, when you release the two at the same time, which one is likely to get down first? Stone. why? Because of the weights. Good. Now, you have not traveled to moon. There is something called moon gravity. It governs the law around moon. That if you must operate and live in the realm of the moon and wants to get results, you must operate with the consciousness of moon gravity. So what does this mean? Carry the same armor and the feather and you release it at the same time. I know some of you have given you the answer in first service. Don't talk. Don't talk. Right? Which one will get down first? Ama and feather. You are now on moon's surface. You release both of them at the same time. Which one will get down first? Think about it. Okay. I mean, who said none? Some said none. Okay. But... Who said armor? What kind of people are you? Are you afraid to talk in church? It's not why we are writing for crying out loud. There is no, I'm not giving. Just feel free. You're not. Which one we get down first, armor or feather? None. None. Armor. You see, you are in moon or not on the earth? Let me give you a clue. Let me give you a clue. In the moon, the law of gravity is 83.3% lesser than the, when you are on the earth. So people still walk on the moon, but you see them up because they become lighter, but they can still, they, when they move, they still come down because it's 83 times lesser. The force that draws things down 83 times lesser than the earth. So I'm asking again, armor and feather, which one will get down first? Mm. Shall I tell you? Shall I tell you the answer? So if I tell you the answer, you owe me one Coca-Cola. The only thing is that by the time I finish drinking everybody's Coca-Cola, there may be, I may not drink another one again. <laughs> the truth is, both of them will get there at the same time. Go and check. In fact, the astronaut that went to the moon actually demonstrated this. Both, when it was released... The armor armor and the feather both got down the same time because in the moon there is no regard for weights. That singular equation is what is removed. There is no regard for weight. On the earth, there is regard for the weights. But on the moon there is no regard for weight. So be it a stone and a feather When you release it both of them will get down the same time Why is that so? There is another law That governs that atmosphere If you want to be successful You must understand that law The same thing is what is happening to us as Christians In this kingdom of God When you say you are a child of God When you say you are born again You must be aware Of the Lord that governs our Christian faith. And that is where your prosperity begins. If you don't understand it, you can fast all your life and not see prosperity. You can do everything And the power of God will not be able to meet all your needs Because the same power that provides money for you Is the one that will provide healing Is the one that will provide health Is the one that will provide accommodation Is the one that will provide all your needs Philippians chapter 4 verse 9 My God shall supply all my needs All So there is no special power That only works for prosperity And will not work for healing All you need to do is to know the law That governs it you will be able to get money, you'll be able to get healing. You'll be able to get a job, you'll be able to get promotion. You'll be able to get everything, knowing the principle that governs the kingdom of God. This is how to define prosperity. This is how to work in prosperity in the kingdom of God. So when you make money, the focus you are missing it is, is a law, It's a principle. It governs our world as Christians. Hallelujah. And what is this principle? Number one thing you must know, the number one law as a child of God is that God does nothing contrary to his word. It's a law. God will not do anything in the life of any of his child or any, the life of any believer that will be contrary to his word. In other words, God is bound by his word. Psalm 1, it says, you have exalted your word above your name. God is bound by his word. Now, having this in mind, it simply means a child of God that wants to be prosperous in the kingdom of God must be one that knows how to operate in the word of God. Knowing the word of God, knowing how to put that word to work in your life is what brings prosperity. Unfortunately, most of us have filled our minds with the wrong thing. Let me give you an instance. I've heard people say something like, Oh, it's arrow. It's arrow. When I was asleep, I saw this and the arrow came. I agree, it's arrow. Oh, some will say, It's the devil that caused me to be at this point. Ah, that devil. I agree, it's the devil. But ask them one question. Ask them, Tell me the scripture for the assurance of salvation. Simple as ABC. Which scripture do you have for the assurance of salvation? Mm. <sighs> assurance of salvation. Pastor, what's assurance? But you tell me what is the name of this thing? It's arrow. It's arrow. I'm telling you, pastor, is arrow. How do you know it's arrow? Because when in the night, when the cat came, when the cat came, the cat just said Wah! And after that sound, this one, you see, she, he or she, her mind is tuned to decoding the devil's oppression, but bankrupt of the word of God. So today, Bible says my people are defeated for lack of knowledge. The devil cannot prosper where the word of God is prospering. The two cannot be together. Anywhere arrow is prospering is because the word of God is bankrupt in that place. Anywhere the devil is having an upper hand, check the life of that believer. The word of God is very low. It's either you are prospering in the knowledge of God or prospering in the knowledge of the devil. The two cannot prosper in you at the same time. One has to prosper at the detriment of the other. I can never pray that arrow will not come to you. I can never pray that the devil should not come to you, because even the Lord Jesus had the devil knocking on his door after forty days fasting and prayer. But what did the Jesus do? Say? say it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. Because in the kingdom of God, we operate by the word. The word is what produces the power of God. Where the word of the King is, there is power. Hallelujah. So next time, instead of spending all your time on knowing all the names of the arrow, spend all your time knowing all the names of the word of God. Hallelujah! Amen. Something hilarious happened yesterday. I finished. We were going home. I think it was around ten. We go to a place not too far from my house, and there were these guys. They have carried paper with torchlight. Look, in. Then the brother behind me said, Pastor, you see this guy? Who, what is looking for me? I didn't know. He said, "His number, his number, Loto number." He's looking, calculating with touchlights, and his eyes even was even lighter than the torchlight. <laughs> He's looking to catch number. <laughs> now, even in church, when that lotto man sits in church, when I said, "John chapter three, verse you think he's writing the Bible that he's writing number? <laughs> he's looking for number. <laughs> Listen. And I looked at them and I pitied them. I said to myself, if only this guy can study the word of God like this, he will never need to play another Luto in his life. If only we can use torchlight like that. And be looking at the Bible in the night I'm telling you he will never need to play another number in his life because the best number that produces sure results is the word of God hallelujah yes. it's greater than any of number it's greater than boy Jebu, man Jebu, sister Jebu boy Jebu, all the Jebu side put together, the word of God will produce more results hallelujah yes. the word of God is powerful Amen. You don't need to play loto, it will only loto you. You don't need to play Ijabu. it will make you a jabu side. Ah, play the word of God, hallelujah! Because the power of God is connected to His word. Every problem when you don't, poverty is defined as bankruptcy of the word of God. In the kingdom of God, a poor person is the one that has no knowledge of the word of God. It's not the one that does not have money, but the one who is bankrupt of the world does not have time for the word. Does not know what the word of God says. Is as illiterate as illiterate itself. Does not have any clue. Wakes up morning, sleep at night. All that is in his head is how to make good work. But look at it, money is still not coming. In this kingdom, everything begins and ends with a word. Say with me, I will go after the word of God. Say now like, I will go after the word of God. Now, how does God's word produce prosperity in our life? Let's look at some principles. Principles on how the word of God produces prosperity in our life. And I'm going to use Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. So everybody, let's go to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, and we will break it down, precept upon precept. There are five results that you get when you put the word of God to work in your life. Every result we get in the kingdom is produced is produced by the word. So Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 the book of the law shall not out of I mouth. Principle number one confess the word of You want prosperity The power of God that will meet all your needs The power of God The ability to channel the power of God To supply to meet all of mankind's need In every realm Number one is Confess the word of God Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says Death and life Are in the power of the tongue And they love it Shall eat of the fruit Thereof Mark chapter 11 verse 23 Whosoever shall say unto this mountain Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatever he says When you are not saying anything, you are only giving the devil power to reign There is no vacuum in nature is that you are deliberate in putting something there or by default the law of sin and death puts something there for you the law of sin and death by default what operates anywhere you don't put the word of God see the spirit of life in Christ Jesus requires you to put the word of God into anywhere into situation, in so that the power of God can flow into it What happens whenever you don't speak the word of God Is that you have removed the word Now automatically the Lord's sin and death Will begin to operate in that situation You don't have to invite the devil Before he comes to operate All you need to do to invite darkness right now Is to turn off the lights Is that not the case? Darkness is in this room, do you believe that? No, do you know that darkness is in this room? The only reason that darkness is not reigning in this room is that we were deliberate in turning on the light. When the light is turned off, darkness reigns. If you don't speak the word of God into your health, sickness will reign there. If you don't speak the word of God into the life of your children stubbornness will reign there. If you don't speak the word of God into your marriage, your marriage will become a quarrelsome marriage. If you don't speak the word of God into your business, you will only be sweating before you make anything in that business. Faithful answer in that business. If you don't speak the word of God into your finances, you will only be eating from hands to mind. You will sweat you make money, but you will not be able to account for it. Because the word of God is what makes all the difference. If you don't release the word, the power of God will not be there. God said, let there be, and there was. If God, until God said, let there be, there was no was. Until let there be light, there was nothing called light. You have to be deliberate about what you say. Now, let's go into the story of this guy called the prodigal son. You know, the prodigal son we've been taught in Sunday school, the only thing we focus on in that story is how the guy used... I Use the word guy because I want you to feel at home, right? Good. I will have said the word the brother or the word, but let's just calm down. All right, it's how the, he misused his father's wealth. And we've always talked about what he did wrong, and we never spoke about what he did right. In fact, he only did one thing wrong 99% of what the prodigal son did was right. But now we've magnified the 1%, and we made someone out of the 1% of what the guy did wrong, but we never focused on the main thing he was doing right. And we have not been taught on what he did right. What was it that he did wrong? He was not practicing financial prudence. He was not practicing frugality. He was wasteful. And he was not careful about his association. He had no one that will advise him on the way to go. So the prodigal only violated Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Right? He was walking in the counsel of the ungodly. He was sitting in the seat of the scornful. He was walking in the ways of sinners. That was what led to his poverty. But he did a lot of things right. Go back to Luke chapter 15 with me. Luke chapter 15, let's eh? Luke chapter 15, verse 11. It says... A certain man had two sons. How many sons? Now, we focus only on one. And the name of that one is so popular. Podigar son, son. We didn't focus on the brother. But we are going to see what the two of them did not do right. Verse 12. And the younger of them said to his father. What did he do? He opened his mouth. He opened his mouth. Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he, the father, divided unto him, his living. Now, this was where the story changed. He then went and wasted everything. But look at it. He went and spoke. He released the word. Father, give me what belongs to me. Father, I am claiming my prosperity. And he said it was when he spoke that the father released prosperity into his life. The elder brother, we didn't hear him say anything, so nothing was changing in his life. Now, he lost everything he had gained, but verse 18, see how he also gained his, it back out. He lost what he gained because he was careless, but the guy understood the principle that brought prosperity to him. So verse 18, look at what. "A is to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 21. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in the sight, and I'm not worthy to be called thy son. And his father looked at him. See, this guy, Christ, the first time he spoke, he received blessing. When he misplaced all the blessing, he came back again and he spoke. And do you know what happened? The father said, give him clothes. The father said, give him shoe. The father said, give him ring. And the father said, give him suya. He said, kill one cow for him and let him eat. How did he enjoy all this? Because he was a boy who had learned the power of the spoken word. The prodigal son was a boy that knows how to speak. Because he knows that everything in the kingdom answers to the law of sowing seeds with your mouth. Even when he was at ground zero, he said even a just man followed several times. He's on his feet again. He said, when there is a casting down, I will say, there is what? A lifting up. Now look at the other thing that God wants to in that story. The elder brother, the unspoken guy, the poor guy. Look at how his life was. Still, Luke chapter 15 ended sadly for this the brother he, he, you know you will see that this is how a Christian can live his or her life. Look at Luke chapter 15 verse 25 now his elder son was in the field as he came and due night to the house he heard music and dancing verse 28 and he was angry and would not go in therefore go in Therefore, came his father out and entreated him. So now he came to the house, he heard music, and he found out what is happening. He said, Oh, your brother who carried all your father's money, who your brother is come back, Say, he said, Hey, the guy do not come back. And my father is playing music for me. My father is celebrating him. So he stayed outside and said, I'm not going in again. Actually, this is how the life of so many Christians has been today. Oh, and look at what the guy said. Verse 29. He answering said to his father, Lo, this many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any of thy commandments, and yet thou never, look at it thou never provided, thou never gavest me, thou never released unto me, even the smallest, even the kid, the, the, the kid of the goat, you have never given me. That I may make merry with my friends. Verse 31. And his father said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me. And all I have is thine. This was how that story ended. The elder brother still died a poor person. What was the father saying? He was so angry. He said, you have never given me one goat before. You have never provided for my needs before. You have never done anything. I've been a Christian all these years. And you are, oh God, my Bible is even bigger than Pastor's Bible. I attend all night. I attend vigil. I do everything. I am a dedicated Christian. But now, Lord, look at my life. Poverty is even poorer than me. Look at my life. Nothing is changing. And the father looked at him and pitied him. is see, this is what some of us are saying. You think that you will be wealthy, you will be rich, you, God will provide for you by default. So you think that God sees that now that you have not been able to pay house rent, God will just dispatch his angel to you. Angel Michael, go and provide house rent for him. No, that is not how it works. God will just look at you and say, oh, you are jobless. Now, you have been jobless for one year. Now, Angel Gabriel, because he's serving me very well, go and provide job for him. No, that is not how it works the father said, you will out with me, and everything I have is yours, but unlike your brother, you don't know how to ask you don't know how to ask even when the father said it the guy never said, so papa today, give me one goat go and check the story he still did not ask so he died, never knowing what it means to have a suya in his mouth even though the meat was there all along he died never knowing how to enjoy divine health even though Jesus has purchased divine health for us he died never knowing what it means to live a death free life even though Jesus has paid all our debt because he thought that everything changes automatically listen to me nothing changes in the kingdom of God without you releasing the word of God he died like that you can be the most righteous Christian and still die of sickness. You can be the holiest of all Christians and still die poor because you have not learned to sow the seed of what you want to see in your life. You are not sowing the seed enough with your work. Lazarus was, did he not make heaven? The, Luke chapter 16, did Lazarus not make heaven? But the Bible says he died a beggar go and read, there was no word Lazarus ever confessed or asked God for prosperity. So even though he was serving God, he still died poor. Because it's a principle. The word must go forth before the power is released. The word must go forth before God will release his power. When you don't send the word, the power of God is there. Where the word of a king is, there is his power. Where the word is absent, the power is absent. Say with me, I will never be poor again in my life. I will never be sick again in life. See, I am living a death-free life. The same thing was with Peter. There were 12 of them in the boats. And the 12 of them saw Jesus coming. Only one of them said, Master, tell me to come. Even though he saw the 12. He didn't say, oh, because Peter has said it, let all the 12 come. No, he only said to Peter, you that have spoken, you are, the one, you are the one that deserve to walk on water. So only one of them walked on water. The rest stayed in the boat. Could have walked on water? No, do you think the rest could have walked on water? No, do you think the rest of them could have walked on water? The rest could have walked on water. If they've only opened their mouth to also ask. The rest could have walked on water. If they say, Jesus, uh-uh, now only Peter... Oh, I said to me to, to come. Jesus would have told them to come. If all of them had said, hey, today we all want to walk on water, do you think Jesus would have denied them? Because he said, ask and you shall what? Receive. Look at your life. What did you say last week? I ended. Which word are you saying with your mouth? You see, I know first act what it means to be, you see, I, there was a period in my life I was not only neck deep yeah. everything was inside debt. as I was coming from one like this emptying another debt. yet I was a pastor in fact I was so deep in debt that I bought a freezer one day and I could not pay and they were coming to use police to arrest me Sunday morning they said we are coming for you pastor get ready and you should know how I preached that Sunday oh I preached the fastest message but yeah, the service, God was not making me to And I felt that God wanted the church member that their pastor was owing money. It was, you see, it was that bad. But God not in it. I, I owe a bank. The bank was going to arrest me with police. I had to rush to court, sue the bank, sue the IT, sue the commissioner of police, to enforce my fundamental human rights. Oh, even when you enforce it, pay the money you cannot pay. You see, that is not God's will for our life. But you see, by the time I begin to get into the word, I heard a man of God say, believe that you can live a debt-free life. You see, the world system celebrates debts. In the kingdom, we celebrate provision. I took that word to heart. I told my wife, we have nothing to lose if we start practicing it. We came out of it. We came out. Of it. In fact, the bank I was owing, I was there one day. I, I went for a retreat with my wife. We carried all the names of all the, we are, the people we are owing. And we began to confess. We lifted them all out. To so the last couple. And we began to confess. I called the said, Mr. Johnson, 500,000 era Paid in the name of Jesus. I have paid that money. Oh, this 1 million era is paid. This one era is paid. To so the last fifty couple, I was confessing it. Please. By the time I came, I was still confessing the money. One day I was there. I received an alert millions of naira owing to the bank turned to zero 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 I just saw that somebody paid who paid that money till today I don't know who cleared it but I say I know that God sent his angel to do it for me because why God can bring you out of any situation all you need to do is get to the word get busy with the word let the word of God flourish in your spirit your hand will see that prosperity hallelujah put your hand together for Jesus how many of you believe you can live a free life, you will never be in debt again. I said you will never be in debt again. You are going to live a debt-free life in the name of Jesus. The will of God works. Hallelujah. The next step is meditate on the word. Joshua 1, verse 8 says, This book of the law should not depart out of mouth. So you confess the word, you meditate on the word what is meditate to meditate means to think on the word think on the word but most of us we do the opposite we think on the problem we think so much on the problem now we have hypertension we have high blood pressure because you are thinking on the problem instead of thinking on the word the bible says in matthew chapter 6 verse verse 25 he said do not worry about anything but seek first the kingdom of God you see no matter how much you think about that problem the result you can is high blood pressure is BP is hypertension even if it is your marriage that is not working even if it is your business that is not working even if it is your children that are so stubborn keep thinking on it and the devil will rob you of your health but you know what get a scripture and begin to see that scripture working for that situation Wake up in the morning and meditate on it. Look at Psalm one, Psalm one, verse one. Said so this book of the, Psalm one, verse one. Said so blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, that sitteth not in the seat of the scornful. Is delight verse two. Said what is delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Verse three. And he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in a season, its leaves also shall not wither. In other words, the thing is doing cannot get worse, it cannot get worse than that. He said, This cannot get worse than this when you begin to confess the word. And he said, And whatsoever it doeth shall prosper. I see you prospering from today. You see, all you need meditate on the word. See yourself living a good life. See yourself in a healthy life. See yourself living a, in a happy home. Look at that problem. You know, you know, let me give you something hilarious happened. In one of um, in, in, sometime in life, in, in one of in, I had um a landlord in my life who was bullying me. He was bullying me. He was I know when landlord begins to bully you. You can keep quiet because you know that if you do anything, they will say, go out of my house. And you, you are in this house. And you don't want to leave. So I, I became an abnormal person with this landlord. He you know, Yes, sir. Do this, sir. Then, my rent then was due, let's say, 14th. This landlord Lost his son. His son died before my rent was due. So maybe his son died on the on the first week of that month. He buried his son, may, um, I think maybe on the tenth. Then I felt that oh, now that the man is mourning, I cannot talk about rent yet. So let me wait. My rent was due on the fourteenth. Then, then by seventeen or eighteen. The man called me, oh boy, you don't going see your rent, don't you? I said, ah, I thought that this man would be mourning now. Somebody went and picking. just died. He's, he's remembering rent now. He said, your rent is due. I need you to go and see the lawyer, blah, 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 blah. And he um, said, come and see me. I went to go and see him. And he said, I've increased rent. He increased it by a major figure, maybe like 20 or 30%. And I pleaded with him, I don't have this money. Please don't increase this rent. And he stood up that day and said to me, I get irritated when people are talking this way. Go and see my lawyer. And when he says, go and see the lawyer, my heart began to beat. I'm trying to see how to how you can solve problems. You see, I don't, I don't live in a rented house anymore. But I'm sharing an experience with you. So, I went to go and see his lawyer. No, before I went to go and see his lawyer. So, I discussed with him on that Monday said, see my lawyer this week. So I didn't go to see the lawyer because I don't even know what to go and say to the lawyer. So I told the lawyer on Friday of that week that oh, I will come and see you on Monday. Normally, lawyers are busy in the morning, so I said I was going to go in the evening. Then this landlord came again around 12 or 1 and called. Oh boy, lawyer said you have not come to see him. And each time I see that call, I became worried. Boom, boom. Lawyer said you have not come to see me, it's to see him i said i will go i know i didn't i didn't see anything in this time around i just remember that scripture be anxious for nothing in everything by prayer I make requests known to god do not worry it, i realize that the devil is trying to use this man to push me to the realm of worrying. and when i became a worrying person i leave heaven to land in worry that's final destination is it because you cannot operate in heaven and worry at the same time? It's either you are a worry or you are in operating in the realm of God. So I said, no, this man has changed my location. When I see his call of fear grabs me. When I see, his, then he said to me, oh boy, if you don't go and see the lawyer now. You see, the Bible said, then he said, he called my name, John, pastor. I hear you are a pastor. The Bible said, Pastor John, in the book of John. When landlord begins to quote John for you, you know, there's a problem. He said, the Bible says in the book of John that if brethren cannot live together in harmony, they should separate. I don't know where that one is in the book of John. <laughs> but you see, this is how the devil harass most of us. The devil say, you have 30 days to go. They say, if you don't pay, we'll send them out. If you don't do this, he says, the devil knows how to intimidate you you know why the devil intimidates you with that problem so that you can change your location into the address of worrying about it so you will not be able to anymore you will not be able to do anything anymore and when he gets you into that level of worrying your prayer can be answered because you are violating the word of god worrying is the realm of the devil when you get into that point he has defeated you already fast and pray you will not see results until you change your address but I said the joy of the Lord is my strength you need that joy to move on but the devil wants to steal that joy from you don't give it to him don't give him that joy so when the man quoted that thing for the period I've been living in that house he did not give me my agreement when I asked him for my agreement he said I don't know what to do your rent I, that's why I'm not giving you agreement. My agreement is on my table. I will not give it that agreement. But I don't see you as somebody that can retain my. Own. I'm not even sure whether I want to retain you. It's my life with such statement. So I let the agreement with him for that duration of time because I was afraid that if I ask, he may send me out of that house. The day he quoted that scripture, I said, now I'm changing my address. I'm moving to the realm I'm not going to be worried. When he dropped the call. I called them back for the first time. Hello, sir. I need my agreement now. I said, but you. Sure. I said I don't know whatever you want to do, but I have paid for that agreement a year ago. I'm sending somebody now to get me that agreement. You see, I spoke the word of God into that fear. The righteous shall be as bold as a lion. If you want to send me out, send me out. I, can only, I cannot be sent down, I can only be sent up. Because even the very air of my head, the Bible said they cannot fall without God knowing about it. You must get to the point where you know that nothing can happen to you if God has not allowed it. Get to that point that God is in control. He can use the good, the bad, the ugly. He will use all of them for your good. All things work together. For good, You see, what I could not ask for for one year, I called one of my boys. I said, go and meet that man and get my agreement from him now. When he was talking, I was joking. So the boy got there, said, hey, the agreement is not ready. It is. It, I have sent to the lawyer. I got to the lawyer's place. I told the lawyer, I don't know what the problem of this man is. If you want to send me i let him sell him how." But I refuse to be bullied. He's bullying me and I've had enough of it. They said, okay, I will go and talk about it. Do you know somebody that I begged to reduce rent? Who could not reduce it? The next time the lawyer called me said, okay, he has agreed to reduce the rent. He has agreed to reduce the rent. Why? I changed my location from worrying to where I am practicing the word of God. This is where your victory is coming from today. Look at your face. You are becoming too old because you are thinking too much. When evil people are laughing, you can't laugh. Because you've carried the old problem on your head. That's not how to solve it. Cast all your burden upon the Lord for He careth for you. How many can you carry? As you are carrying the one of the husband, you carry the one of the children, you carry the one of work. You will die before your time if you keep carrying it this way. Let God do the carrying for you. Tell your neighbor let God do the carrying for you that's what he said in his word live by the word I said live by the word live by the word. Are you casting those? No, I I want to cast some bodies upon him before I finish now. Look at that burden and say, I have been carrying you enough now. Speak to some situation in your life say, I have carried you enough now. I'm casting you over to God. God will carry it for me now. No, I want you to just say to that situation, I know you have been threatening my life. I know you have been harassing me, but now I am casting you over to God. I refuse to carry this load again. I think you can do better by talking to that situation right now. Tell that situation, no, I I hand you over to God. I will live as though you never exist in my life again. You cannot steal my joy from my life. I hand you over to God. Even if it's your whatever it is that is worrying you, challenging you, cast it to God right now. Oh, yes. You will see how God is solving them. Hallelujah. Put your hand together for Jesus. The last one for today: practice the word, put the word, be a doer of the word. We said confess the word, meditate on the word, and finally, what I'm sharing is what do what the word, put the word of God into action. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse one to two, and it shall come, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Now look at what it said. If thou shalt observe, and to do all his commandments, which I commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, until you are committed to doing the word of God. The word of God will not work in you. Now, a man has headache. He carries paracetamol in his life. And he says, paracetamol, I hear you can heal this headache. So he keeps admiring paracetamol, but he never put the paracetamol in his mouth. Can the paracetamol work for him? No, can the paracetamol work for him? He has to do the swallowing before the paracetamol can do the working. That is the same thing. Do you know that there is no circumstance that God does not give you His word? It is our disobedience that ushers us into the level of frustration. Do the word. Do the word. Do the word. Do the word. You see, when it comes to financial prosperity, this is why I'm explaining it this way you must do what God says will make you prosper. Your idea is not needed, just do it. Just do it. This is why it says in those words, said Luke 6:38. For instance, it says, give and it shall be what? Given to you. You want to receive before you give, but the Bible says that look at your life. Whatever you'll have, start from there, give it first. You don't get it from a stove you have not lighted. You have to light the stove before the eat will come to you. Are you with me? If you are not practicing giving, you cannot receive. You see, for a lot of years, I stayed at this number 15, Adam and here. I was in one room with my wife. We were even str- That was when I said, I don't want to come and um, disgrace us for buying a freezer that we could not pay. But do you know, all that time, with the, my wife and I fasted without food for 21 days. 21 solid days the only thing we ever took was water, water and honey for 21 days you think it's only by fasting but yet nothing changed I was becoming frustrated about the life I was living there was a time we even engaged what you call indefinite prayer we, were eating every day. we did that vigil for over 59 days over 59 days because I was neck deep in debt. This was the other part of and nothing until we sat in one meeting and we heard that sermon Seed time and harvest time. God loves cheerful giver. Give and it shall be given to you. All that time we used to save our rent. I called her so you see, we have been doing all these things. The one thing we have not done is giving. So I called her. How much have we saved in our rent? At that time, our rent I think was about three hundred. We've saved about two hundred. I said we are taking all this money. We are putting it into the ground. When we then put this money into the ground, we will then do our fasting and prayer again. Now we carried all that money, sow it into the house of God then we do it another fasting on day 19 of that fast I knew something would change why? because I have obeyed a principle, the principle of give and it shall be given the principle of sit time and harvest time see forget about those who have abused it, it still works like anything, by day 19 I said today, we are changing this accommodation, I shared that story the last two weeks that was when we moved and eventually our we moved from 15 Adam We are inside one room with only church chair as our our chair, and we moved to Maplewood Estate. If you even till now go to Maplewood Estate and find out the house rent there, it was a three-bedroom three or two, three, yeah, inside Maplewood Estate. It was not a boy's quarter. it was on the major houses democracy. Closed there. That's where we lived before eventually. Then we moved to our own house. But you see, from that time till now that you cannot change the principle of giving and receiving. You cannot change the principle of God loves a tearful giver. You cannot change the principle of seed time and harvest time. It will not answer by fasting and prayer. It will answer by you obeying that principle. And from that time till now, oh God knows when it comes to giving by the grace of God, I don't joke with it. Every opportunity, not only to the kingdom, given to the poor, given to the widow, I am a specialist in locating widows to give to them. I'm a specialist in locating orphans. I'm a specialist in locating children who I need. And I'm a specialist in supporting the kingdom of God. In fact, there was a particular year when I looked at what I have given out, it was more than what I even spent on myself and my family put all together. It was that serious because I know. Where will I have 40 millions to nullify my debt in the bank? Only the hand of God brought me out. I cannot go to my working place anymore. Because police were there. Do you know that one day one person I was owing carried gun to come and shoot me in the office? Oh, he said, before you kill me, I will kill you. He brought gun live in the afternoon around 2 p.m. Wait till you don't see. They never chase you with gun. They will never chase you with gun. Ah, he brought gun to my office to really tell you the kind of debt I was owing. I, did, I built about four ICT centers for shell, shell petroleum. Still, I was still in that depth. Why? Because, you see, there is a foundation that was destroyed. If that foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Go to Ikeja, Bolade, the ICT center, I did it. Delta State University, Abraka, I did that is ICT center. School, um, I, I did the ICT center. I mentioned those three for you to go and find. Still, by the time I finished all this huge project from my oil company, the debt was still there. Why? The foundation was, because as I was doing it, it never occurred to me to tithe. As I was doing it, it never occurred to me for you to give. As I was, I was just trying to use it to sort out my debt, and I was going deeper and deeper. But now, with less, God did much for me. Because it's not by power, not by might, it's by the Spirit of God. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Lift your voice and thank the Lord for his word Thank God Your season of blessing has come Your life is changing forever Just lift your voice and thank God for his word today Thank God for the word you have heard God is changing things in your life This Your formula is not what will work It's God's formula that will work Lift your voice and thank him for his word Thank him for his word Something is changing in your finances. Something is changing in your life, in your health. The word of God will begin to produce results in your life. As you put to work, lift your voice and thank him today. Thank him today. Thank him today. Thank today. Thank Thank him today. Give him praise because you know better. Knowledge is the key to the next level. Lift your voice and thank you for his word today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your word. <laughs> Sumrada Thank you in Jesus name you know as i keep preaching praying it kept coming to my mind there are some of you are neck deep in debt you are wearing the garment of debt today God is bringing you out of depths. Mark it. The reason why God brought you into this service is because your season of depths is now over forever. You have made mistakes, but now God is showing you mercy. You are coming out of that depths. Not by power. Not by mouth, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, I am bringing you, you out of every depth. Father, I thank you for that man, that woman, whoever it is, that is neck deep in debts. by your mighty hand, oh God, as this fellow now commits themselves to this principle of your word. Within 30 days Oh God I cry unto you Let this debt be cancelled Let this debt be over Let this garment of debt Be destroyed now In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Out of debt In Jesus name Thank you Father Now lift your voice And prophesy into your finances You will never be broke again Begin to say, I am going, I'm walking in prosperity. I am committing myself to godly principles. I'm committing myself to the word of God. I'm committing myself to the word of God. Every trap, every snare of poverty, I rise above you. I will never be poor again in my life. I will never be poor again in my life. Sickness is not my portion anymore. Penury is not my portion anymore I will never ever be broke again I'm walking in prosperity I'm living in prosperity The word of God is producing prosperity in my life I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water I'm bringing forth my fruit in my season Everything I'm doing begins to prosper In the name of Jesus Thank you father in Jesus name we have prayed Amen. all esper burn all eyes close if you are here you are not born again your spirit needs to prosper by receiving Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior God brought you here to realize that you cannot continue your life by your own strength now there needs to be a change there needs to be a turnaround so you want to say pastor please I want you to pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to prosper because the godly always prosper so that's the foundation of the foundation of the new life is the beginning of your prosperity. So you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to accept Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior. I don't want to go to hell. I want to reign in the kingdom of God. Whoever you are, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. Just place those hands on your chest. I want to God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. You are dedicated. You can even rededicate your life to Jesus. You used to be a Christian, but you are backslidden. You can also place your hand on your chest as I pray with you right now. Now say this was a dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for giving me the opportunity to be born again. Today, Heavenly Father, I open the door of my heart to you and I ask that dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all, my sins away Wash all my sins away With your precious blood, your precious blood and, please and please write my name In the book of life, the book of life. I, boldly I boldly confess That Jesus is the son of God That Jesus, that Jesus, died, for that Jesus died for my sins And rose again, and rose again. I hereby receive by, by, by faith The gift of salvation and the righteousness of God, and the righteousness of thank, God. You, father, thank you father for I am now the righteousness of God, I am now the righteousness in, of God. Christ in Christ Jesus I am born again, I am born again. hallelujah Amen. father I thank you for all those who have made this confession of faith from the depth of your heart and I thank you because from today indeed all things become new in the name of Jesus I lift up the ones into your hand, oh God. Help them to flourish. Help them to prosper. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Shout it louder, Amen. Yeah. Put those hands together for Jesus. Now let me pray for everybody. Father, I pray for all your children, those who are watching online, at the viewing centers, even in this house, wherever they are right now. May the hand of the Lord that bringeth salvation, bringeth healing and prosperity, may that hand reign afresh in your life. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord guide you in the path of prosperity. As you obey his word, may you begin to see prosperity in new dimensions that you have never seen before. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that is A curse of poverty that is reigning in your life. By the precious blood of Jesus. That curse is broken now. In the name of Jesus. As you put your seed. May the harvest that is guaranteed. Begin to come to you speedily. In the name of Jesus. Father I thank you. Because these ones are reigning. And they are blessed. In Jesus precious name we pray We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.altic.ng. May God bless you.